Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. And I'd like you uh, to open your Bibles now to Daniel chapter 10. The Lord has a word for you. And I dare say for me also, and the Spirit of the Lord is in this place. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Daniel 10, we're going to read from verse 8 to 12, and from 17 to 19. Therefore, I was left alone when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me. For my vigor was turned into frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words, and while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Suddenly a hand touched me which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, Oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While you were speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said unto me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I've come because of your words. Verse 17, for how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is there any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O oh man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. The Lord had a blessing to the reading of his word. If you will indulge me just for a second or two, we'll do what preachers do and ask you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, be strong. Yes. Be strong. If you indulge me further, you go to your next neighbor and say to him, neighbor, be strong. Yes. Be strong. Clearly, this, the Bible tells us we know in life that strength is critical. It is important to stay encouraged and not lose heart. We all face situations that 
just seem to knock the wind out of us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, even great men and women get discouraged sometimes. I have a number of witnesses that I'm going to call to the stand. Sarah got discouraged, waiting for the promise until she came up with the idea that her husband Abraham should maybe follow plan B. and go to Hagar and have a child by her. She got discouraged. Hagar got discouraged when she was thrown out by Sarah because of her attitude, and she developed issues with Sarah. Moses got discouraged from time to time. Just read your Bible. Elijah, let's call him up to the stand. He'll tell you, man, I called down fire. I slayed the prophets of Baal. But man, that woman Jezebel, she got to me. <laughs> and I ran for my life and hid in a cave wanted to die. I got discouraged. Naomi got discouraged because her husband had died and the, her sons had, had died and she left Bethel to go to, back to Jerusalem. Solomon got discouraged if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, you will realize how, how deep and dark he got. I mean, vanity of vanities. All is vanity and vexation of the spirit. He got discouraged about life. John the Baptist got discouraged. Sent a message to Jesus' disciples, uh, are you still the Messiah? Or should we? Because I ain't getting this, I ain't feeling this. Because here I am in jail, and you out there doing your thing, you don't seem to have a thought about me. And he got discouraged. The disciples got discouraged when Jesus had been crucified. And someone got up and said, you know what? It's been good, y'all. I think I'm going to go fishing. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going on <laughs> right about now. I thought we had it figured out. I thought I knew where I was going. But you know what? I think I'm going to just cut my losses and go on. Prophet Daniel here was overwhelmed by his visions to the point that he had no more strength. He says, therefore, I was left alone, and when I saw this great vision, and no strength remained in me. I'm talking to somebody here today. 
Yeah, I know that we're in church, and I know that we don't want to expose ourselves in public and really tell it like it is. But the truth be told, somebody here is discouraged. Maybe more than one or two, but I've been there more than once. Yes, I have. And no strength remained in me. Just watch the news and, and you'll find very quickly that fear and despair comes rushing in, taking our strength. Deadly shootings almost daily right here in our hood. Horrific illegal drugs that turn people into zombies right here in our city. New strains of COVID popping up like popcorn. Every time you turn around, there's a new one. Alarms ringing about malaria, malaria carrying mosquitoes. Lord have mercy. What is going to happen next? Corruption in high places. People talk about aliens invading the world. Jesus. Then you got false news. Then the issues of the economy. A war in Europe. Climate change. And the pollution of our environment. Concerns about the safety of the water in our taps and the food we eat, concerns about AI and clones. Oh, help us, Lord. Conspiracy theories in Hollywood and the hip-hop industry, sexual perversion that seeks to be celebrated and mainstreamed. Then you got personal issues, personal health. Family, finances, there's so many things going on around us in our world that can discourage us. God knows that everyone needs encouragement. And so God encouraged Daniel. Tell your neighbor again, be strong. Tell me, yes. Be strong. Oh, I don't have to tell you. You know we're living in the most difficult, uncertain, confused, tumultuous, fearful times that mankind has ever known. And here we are. And it's attacking and depleting our strength. Medical doctors will tell you that the emotional and mental state of a patient has everything to do with the pace of their recovery. Athletes will tell you that the mental game is as important as the physical one. Marketplace data estimates that the motivational speakers market in the U.S. generated an estimated $1.9 billion in revenues 
in 2019. It, has, it is projected to reach $2.3 billion by the year 2025. The average professional motivational speaker has an annual income of about $106,000. That is like lower middle range. The senior level motivational speaker earns, earnings begin at $217,000. And then there's additional income streams which I won't get into, which is 60% of that speaker's income. Many speakers Speak for free when starting out, charging about $3,500 per speech when they are inexperienced and may charge up to $100,000 or more per hour if they are a former president or a national politician. Maybe I should get into that business. By the way, by the way, on a more serious note, as you were speaking, Pastor Oliver, and then I, this came to me, and the Lord said to you, there's something opening up for you in this area, and God's going to use your voice to bring hope to many. But why is this industry so big? It's because we are often discouraged. And that affects our performance, not only at work, but in every area of life. Because when we are discouraged, our relationships suffer. How many people know what I'm talking about? Uh, because you start having an attitude and you're starting to become, you know, begin to be kind of itchy and, you know, begin to be ornery and moody and... Uh, yeah, and uh, it's not fun to be around you. Our choices suffer. Our physical health is affected. Half the time I've gone to visit the doctor for whatever reason or just a checkup. In fact, my, my, our particular doctor, the first time I went to see him, um, checked everything, and at that time I had a little few issues and then he said to me, what do you do? I said, I am a pastor. He said, that explains it. <laughs> because the stress levels that your body is showing me is telling me you're in a hazardous profession. Hazardous. Emotional health gets affected mm -hmm. when we are, are discouraged. Our prayer life gets affected. How many people are honest enough to say there are times you can get so discouraged you don't even want to pray? Now I'm going to tell you like it is because I have no reason to lie to you. You can get so discouraged that you just come to a point, you're like, you know, God, I ain't talking to you no more. Because I don't make sense out of this. 
This doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and sometimes uh, you can come to a point where you are so discouraged that not only don't you want to come to the house of the Lord, you don't want to hear nothing from God. I had a prayer a few months ago because what I was going through dealing with and I was, you know what, Lord, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't even want another prophecy because the prophecies I got here piled up and stacked up seem to be getting overdue. So before you give me another prophecy, how about, <laughs> how about it? <laughs> Don't you tell me about what you're going to do. You better do something right now. Because I'm right here needing another prophecy to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I didn't leave God, I left church. And they give all kinds of excuses and reasons. Church hurt and all this stuff, whatever. But let me tell you something. I guarantee you that most of the people that left church, the real reason they left, they got discouraged. They just look for somebody to blame for it. They just got discouraged along the way. And they said, well, it ain't working. What's the difference? Let me just stay home. And uh, I'll catch up with God later. Discouragement. Now, can I take you a little further? Because this is real, y'all. How many people know this is real? You know, it, it's, it's not the battles that bother me. No, I, I can deal with a battle, you know, a typical battle. You, you, you fight, take a few knocks, you put a few licks of your own, boom, it's over. Yeah, what's up? Okay, bring the next one. What's going on? I got you, devil. I can deal with those. It's the long fights. The ones that just go on and on and on and on. They're the ones that get to me. Like, Lord, I've been in this fight for two years. Lord, help me get through this. Because I started out all right, but after a few months in the same fight, fighting the same thing, you know, I get a little tired along the way. How many people know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a long fight. It's, it's a fight uh, that, that, that just seem to, uh, to keep, coming, keep coming back. The fights uh, that are back to back. How many people have had back to back fights? Uh, you just came out of the ring. You, you haven't even gone through to get an ice pack and your lip is as big as a plate and you got knots all over your head and here comes another fight and you're in the fight again and you come out of that with a, your arm in a sling and uh, you're still breathing but you're limping a bit and then here comes and how many people know what I'm talking about when you get the back to back fight come on somebody 
You just got bad news from the doctor. Now your children acting crazy. And then after that, somebody's sick in the family. You just attend the three funerals. Hello, how many battles can you fight? One after the other. And then you got the from all sides battle. Now this is for those who have been around for a minute where the battle comes from everywhere. It's coming in your finances. It's coming in your body. It's coming in your relationship. How many people know I'm talking about? It's, it's coming in every from every direction and you're fighting on the right and you're fighting on the left and you're, oh Lord have mercy. Fight, fight, fight. And if you've been around a minute, you know what I'm talking about and this is what takes people out. It's not the easy fights that you just get it over with and move on. It's these fights that take our strength. Till there's no more strength to fight. I just want to lay here. Daniel said, I had no more strength. 70 years, captivity, waiting on the promise. Be strong, the angel says. Can you help me again? Tell your neighbor, be strong. Yes. Be strong. Be strong. Now, to be strong, you need hope. Am I right about it? Yeah. I'm going to need Brother Tim come back in a minute. To be strong, you, you, you need hope. So God raises Jeremiah to strengthen Israel after they were taken into captivity. He says in Jeremiah 29 verse 4 to 7, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who are carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to, your, to husbands that you may be increased there and not be diminished. So God raises the prophet Jeremiah to strengthen Israel in the captivity because he wants to make sure that they have hope. God raises the prophets Haggai and Zechariah to strengthen Zerubbabel and Israel with hope in rebuilding the temple. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 to verse 9. So he answered and said unto me saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. By this time many, many years had passed and the temple foundation had not even been built. He says, who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. 
Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord God of hosts has sent me to you. Uh, today, I'm concerned for our youth, Pastor Bob. I'm really concerned. They're discouraged about the future. Many have lost hope. I was looking at some statistics, Google them. Mental health statistics. One in three young adults between ages 18 and 25 experience a mental, behavioral, or emotional health issue in 2021. One in three. 36.7% of high school students reported feelings of sadness or hopelessness in 2020. Among college students, 29.1% were diagnosed with anxiety. 23.6% diagnosed with depression in 2021. That's college students. Suicide was the second leading cause of death for teens and young adults ages 10 to 34 in 2022. Pandemic-related disruptions to schooling, socializing, and family life have created a situation that the U.S. Surgeon General has described it as a youth mental health crisis with high rates of teens experiencing distress. It's important to be strong and not to lose hope because discouragement is paralyzing. And that is why I must always, always hold on to hope. Can I hear you say amen? Now, in order to do that, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Uh-huh. Yes, indeed. I need you on the organ, Brother Tim. I need some help here. I got to preach this thing. Glory to God. Yeah. Yes, be strong. Sometimes, just like David... You know the story. David comes back to Ziklag after a battle. And he is coming home weary, a few cuts and bruises here and there. With his soldiers and mighty men, finds the whole city in flames. Houses burnt with fire, wife, children gone. And the Bible says... Now in verse 6 of Samuel, 1 Samuel 30, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Now, come on. Look, everybody has a problem here. Everybody's house was burned down. Everybody lost their wives. Their children, but his men want to stone him on top of it all. Because the soul of all the peoples was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But here's what David did, and this is not new. But David <laughs> strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Yes, indeed. Sometimes you have to get to the place. And I've been there. Have you been there? 
Yeah, where, where you just have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. I imagine that as David was strengthening himself in the Lord, that this is where some of the Psalms came from. Uh, this is the time when he began to say things, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hello, somebody. I believe it's the time when he began to write, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hey, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over surely ah, surely 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 goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord I believe that this is where he wrote, The Lord is my strength and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Outside, they, they want to beat down the door that's burned to ashes and kill him. And he's encouraging himself in the Lord, saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my hope. Oh, somebody hear this. The Lord is your hope. This world may not give you much hope, but the Lord is your hope. Oh, glory to God. My hope is in His Word and my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly lean on Jesus name on Christ on Christ the solid rock I stand all of the ground sinking sand all of the ground sinking sand Oh, hallelujah. David encouraging himself in the Lord. And he knew that his hope was not just in this life. But there's a hope that goes beyond the veil. An anchor 
for us in Christ beyond the veil that grips the solid rock. My anchor is in the Lord. Be encouraged to your neighbor. Be strong. Yes. Be strong. Give them a high five as a matter of fact. Tell them, be, be I'm not done yet. I'm getting there. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. <clears throat> I dare not trust. You know it. On Christ. Be encouraged. All other ground is. Be seated. Now watch this. David encouraged himself before he sought the Lord. Watch the order now. Then he calls for a priest and an ephod and, and his Bible says, and David inquired after he had strengthened himself. Why in that order? I'll tell you why. Because for you and I to hear God, we need strength. This is one of the reasons why we have to be strong. Yes, be strong. Because when we are so down, we, we don't even want to hear God. So, David strengthened himself before he inquired of the Lord. And watch this. David needed the cavalry. The cavalry. In his own situation. He needed the cavalry. He had a situation in his life. And he, he, he needed someone to come through for him. But hearing from God gave him. Oh, you got to get this now. The supernatural strength. Not only to get the cavalry. He didn't get the cavalry like that. He became the cavalry. Oh, you got to get this. He became the cavalry because on the other side of the coin, while he was crying, while he was weeping, while he was strengthening himself, while he was looking at the ashes and looking at the burnt photo albums of his family and, and looking at the burnt dolls and toys of his children and wondering whether they were alive or dead, somebody was on the other side praying for the cavalry. 
his wife and his children and all the wives and the children of the mighty men had been taken captive. They were miles away, dragged in chains, full of dust and dirt and soot and smoke, waiting for the cavalry. And when David was waiting for the cavalry himself, God was strengthening him to become the cavalry. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You are the cavalry. David had no sense to realize that why he needed somebody to come through for him, why he needed the cavalry to come with the trumpets blowing on horseback with the sabers flashing in the, in the sun and coming through to deliver him that God was going to raise him to go and be the cavalry for a city. Oh, I feel like preaching this now. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you are the cavalry. Tell three people while I tie my shoelaces. I'm going to lead you on that B3 there. Because I need another B3 Hammond. Yeah, the B3. Yes, 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 yes. I need more help. Can I preach this thing? Hallelujah. Uh-huh. So, mm, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover how much? Oh, and while his wife was crying, looking over her shoulder, Every now and then, as she was being dragged as a slave to become somebody's tool, she was looking over her shoulder, waiting for the cavalry to come. And uh, David arose and realized, wait a minute, I don't need the cavalry. I have the Lord. He is my cavalry. But I need to be, I need to be, I need to be the cavalry for somebody else today. Uh, help me somebody. Hey Lord, somebody is depending on you to be strong enough. I said somebody is depending on you to be strong enough to obey God. I said somebody is waiting out there somewhere for you to try rise up and be strong. No matter what you're going through, David realized I am still anointed. Oh Lord, no matter what pain you're going through, 
that cannot remove the anointing. No matter how many tears you cry, you cannot remove the anointing. David was anointed to destroy the enemies of Israel and the anointing was still upon him. He realized that I, I am still anointed. Our God is with me. So God says to Moses, Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 28, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you see. Can you see that God had to strengthen Joshua because Joshua had an assignment. There was an anointing upon Joshua to bring a people into their inheritance. Someone shout yes. And so God says to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 and 9, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance. The, watch the reason for the strength. Notice the reason why he had to be strong because he had to do something. He had an assignment. God doesn't just strengthen you for yourself. God strengthens you for somebody else. Somebody shout yes. Yes. Mm. So Nehemiah prays for strength. He says, strengthen my hands, oh God, because the anointing was upon him to build the walls of Jerusalem. David was going through the most, but he was still anointed to destroy the enemies of God. Flip into the New Testament uh, and here we are in the Garden of Gethsemane and here is Jesus uh, praying to God all by himself. Uh, he is praying uh, to God saying, Lord, if it is your will, let this cup pass. Uh, and the Bible says that he sweated uh, drops as of blood uh, came out of his head. Uh, as he sought the Lord and he needed strength. He was saying, Father, I need strength. And the Bible says, an angel came to him. God sent an angel. I said, God sent an angel. I said, God sent an angel. God will send an angel if he has to, because there's too much in you that needs to go somewhere. You've got somewhere to go. You've got things to do. You've got missions to accomplish. You've got books to write. You've got ministries to birth. There are businesses that need to come forth. There's much to be done. And so God will strengthen you for you to do what he wants you to do. Jesus needed strength because he was beaten. But thank God, even though he was beaten, he was anointed. Ah, oh Lord, I can tell you something. Sometimes you can go through a licking. 
Sometimes you can go through a beating. It may be a physical beating. It may be a financial beating. But I'm telling you that you're still anointed. Even though you go through that beating, you're going to come through it. He was forced unto a crown of thorns was put on in his head, but he was still anointed. Hallelujah. He carries cross on his bleeding shoulders through the Via Dolorosa. And he couldn't make it until he needed some help, but he was still anointed. Glory to God. He was spat upon, mocked, but he was still anointed. Someone shout amen. He was, the nails were driven into his hands and he was still anointed. He hung on that cross, but he was still anointed. I want to tell somebody, you are anointed. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, you are anointed. God has his hand on your life. He's not done with you yet. Glory to God. Your latter days shall be greater than your former days. Put away that rocking chair. Hallelujah. Get up. Be strong. Be very strong. Tell your neighbor, be strong. Yes, be strong. Hallelujah. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Church of God. Church of God, be strong. Yes, be strong. Because we are the cavalry. I said we are the cavalry. And while we're counting our losses, while we're feeling the pain, while we think we're bleeding out, Tell your neighbor, it's not over. It's not finished. It's not ending. It's only the beginning. When God is in it, all things are new. Ooh, ooh, all things are new. Hey, tell your neighbor, it's not over. It's not finished. It's not ending. It's only the beginning. When God is in it. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.